Eddie Koppeltz, happy Friday. It is a happy Friday. Isn't it? Annie, I do love it. I love a good Friday. How are you? I'm great. I am really great. Uh, tomorrow releases the last episode of WandaVision for this season. Are you watching WandaVision? Yes. I'm sorry. I am clearly verklempt here. It is such a good show. It's such a good show. I don't want to do any spoilers, but are you caught no. up? Uh, yes. I might be one behind, but generally, yes. I think I, it drops on what? Wednesdays? Saturdays, I think. That's my problem. I watch it on Wednesday. Not okay. a, it's not like I have to, but that's typically a night where there's like studying happening and I've got some time. So listen, episode, there's going to be nine in this season. So the one you haven't seen is the pen. Is it penultimate? Hold on. Is this the about last time where they look back with the witch? Yes. Yeah, I saw that one. I mean, oh. Eddie. Okay. Tell me everything you like about this show without spoiler alerts, and then yeah. I'd like to tell you everything I like about this show, because I was hoping you watched it, and I didn't know if you did or not. Yes. Tell me. Uh, what I like about the show is, as all Marvel things are, it's incredibly creative and full of Easter eggs. Yes. And I do not know any of the Easter eggs. But luckily, because I did not watch it in real time, and if anyone's listening and hasn't started it, neither have they, you can Google as you go and read an article after every episode from Vulture or any of those places yes. that will give you, here are the really cool Easter eggs you want to make sure you know. And it's so rewarding. Yeah, because when I said to, on the internet, I think I'm going to start WandaVision, what do I need to know? I'll tell you the best tip in a second, but I'll tell you the worst tip was you need to watch these, make sure you watch these three Marvel movies before you start. And I was like, ain't happening. Like, I no. think I gave you that tip. Maybe. Well, I was like, I'm not doing six hours of prep work to watch a TV show. That ain't happening. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But the best tip I got was because each episode's only 22 minutes. They're like, or 30 minutes. They're short, at the, yes. especially at the beginning. If you can watch all four, the first four in one sitting or the first three in one sitting, you will want to watch them all. If you only watch, and I just had this conversation with someone, if you only watch one, you're not going to want to keep going probably. And, and just to be very clear on that point for people listening, even if you are a Marvel, like Marvel nerd and you know everything, there is a really good chance you don't understand what's happening in the three, first three episodes and that's okay. Because it will make sense soon. But that there is a that was a very confusing start, but in a great way, because the payoff is totally worth it. So you you that is great advice. Just burn through the first couple because things yeah. will start to become abundantly clear very soon. That's happening. right. That's right. So that was the best advice. And you gave me the worst advice, apparently, to yes. watch multiple Marvel movies in preparation to watch a show. And I just am not I, I'm not committed to that. No. I I hear that, but also the advice to watch some awesome movies before watching an awesome show is maybe born more out of laziness than actual necessity. Like, <laughs> just go watch TV to prep for TV. Yeah, watch more TV before you watch TV. I was like, Ugh, I cannot <laughs> do that. So I love that part of it. I love the Marvel part and how deep Marvel goes. I love the emotional, mental oh. health, um, grieving storyline. Yeah. Because I think it is, I think when we finish the whole season, we will all be able to have, with anyone else who's watched, we'll be able to have conversations about our own grief and how Ugh. we deal with grief Ugh. because of how we've watched Wanda deal with grief. Absolutely. Bingo. Yes. So uh, what are yeah. your favorite things about it? That and uh, the 
the writing and acting is Emmy Oscar caliber. I mean, Catherine Hahn, who plays oh, her friend, yes, is not good in terms of like, oh, she's good on a just fun. Like she's she is giving a master class on acting. As, she's as so is, good. What did you love her in before this? Oh, what was she in before this? Because I've liked her in a lot of things, and I don't remember what they are. Oh, I'll tell you what a lot of our friends know her for. What? Is she is the quirky best friend from How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Boy, that is a long time ago. Yes. And she's it's amazing how long. I mean, her career, because I went to look it up on IMDb before I tweeted about it, because I was like, I just want to be sure. I am sure. I just want to be sure. I mean, she's been doing this for 20 years really well. She has done a lot of movies. Yeah, she is. I thought, what a big hit for her to get this character in WandaVision. I'm so happy. I, I just wrote down IMDb, Catherine Hahn. I need to go down the rabbit trail because yeah. she is exceptional. But they all are. Uh, right. Olsen, who plays Wanda, and Peter something who Elizabeth plays Elizabeth Olsen, who, do you know who her sisters are? Everybody <laughs> I do. does. I do. Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. Right. I mean, there's an th- three- expert actors mm-hmm. and well and and all of this lesser character not lesser characters but not the three main you know characters the acting is just superb in this and yeah. that's one of the things i really like about this kind of thing is people can poo poo marvel and you know superhero movies and all of that but they're putting on expert cinema and really thoughtful writing and then it's all shelled inside of superhero stuff and so it's this brand it's almost a new genre that I think was introduced. I think people grew a tolerance with Watchmen. Did you see that the latest iteration of Watchmen that happened last year or the year before? Uh, no, is that also a Marvel movie? It's not Marvel. I think it comes from DC. I, I, I don't remember. Okay, but Watchmen was like a graphic novel. I don't. Gonna, I don't have to get into all that. But it was one of those things where it was genre bending. It wasn't just your typical superhero movie, which is super fun. It was mm-hmm. so good and so deep and thoughtful and dealt with race but so i mean i'm all that to say one wandavision is just a great example of just making excellent television so i can't say enough good things about it here's my question for you i'm ready this is genuine how how can you know how good the acting is how how, do you I, i think my brain is not smart enough to know acting that is genre bending versus just like not good. I mean, I guess I can know bad acting, but I don't know extraordinary acting. Do I? I think you do. I also think I don't, I think your brain is smart enough. And I think that I want you to believe that too. I just, I, oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I know I'm very smart. I'm very smart in a lot of ways. I'm yes, not very yes. smart in all the ways. No one is, but. Well, well, I think there's a couple of things. First of all, I've listened to maybe one bazillion hours of actors talking about being actors and uh. stuff. And so I, I, for me, and a, there are actually people listening to this that have acted and that would understand the craft much more expertly. But uh-huh. um, there is a, when I'm watching a character, I am always watching it. I'm watching the character and trying to watch the actor in the same lens that I would look at you if you and I were talking face to face, which uh-huh. is, am I, does she, is she saying something behind what she's saying? Or does she, like, you know how when you pick it up, you're like, and you just look at something like, are you okay? Is everything mm-hmm. all right? And you just sense something. To me, real acting is not being able to detect that they're using words that someone else wrote. And so when I'm watching Wanda deliver her thoughts about vision, mm-hmm. I, 
I feel like I, I can look into what she's saying and to the depths of it, believe that that person who I believe is Wanda is both transcended the actor and also I fully believe what's happening. And so to yeah, me, that's, that's right. And for everybody is, listening, Wanda is a character and so yeah. is Vision. If you don't know yes. that, that's what he's well, saying. Right, right. And so to me, it's do I just, do I, with my spidey sense, do I believe this? Do I believe mm-hmm. that they are not only that person, but that emotion? So they have fully uh. inhabited so they fully inhabited the character and they fully inherited the moment. That's why you always hear actors talking about being present in the scene. And like when Daniel Day-Lewis said that he misses Lincoln because he felt in his economy of how he acts that he fully inhabits Lincoln and he is that person. Yeah, and they yeah. have to believe it to that point. I can't understand because I've never done it, but I know that that is the work that they use. That's why Meryl Streep continues to be the best. Right, because everything she does, even if it's a silly movie, uh-huh. like uh, what's the one where she can't sing and it's just goofy? Like she's this lady who has this terrible singing voice. I don't or, remember what. What's the one where she's a cook chef? The Julia. Charles. Oh, Julie and Julia. I love that movie. Sweet movie, and I love or, that you led with she can't sing. What's that movie where she can't sing? No, that's, that's your big diff- takeaway from Julia and Julia. No, she no, can't no. sing. That's two different movies. I switched examples. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. But <laughs> I was like Eddie. <laughs> but even when Meryl Streep plays a silly character like a Julia and Julia, and I'm not saying Julia Child is silly, but that character has some like the sillier affect about it. And she's kind of got the funny accent. It would be so easy to always know that Meryl Streep is doing an impression of Julia Child for the whole movie and never be able to separate it. It takes you five minutes to forget that the world's biggest actor is on screen right now. And you are watching Julia Child. And when Mm -hmm. she has Mm -hmm. emotion and she's feeling sad and she's grieving her sister's uh, pregnancy, she you feel that with her and you're like, sure. oh, that's, that's how you do it. Oh, well, we're getting into a monologue about acting. Cause I no, really no, no, no. I asked that, you. That's how WandaVision to me separates itself. That level of acting. Cause I mean, vision is a guy painted red in a pretty goofy superhero outfit. Yes. With some pretty ridiculous circumstances happening. When you really look at what's going on, you're having to like, I mean, you're like, none of this is, this is all goofball fantasy stuff. Mm. Mm-hmm. But because he believes it, I believe him, and I'm in it. And yeah. that, and because she's mourning it, and Wanda's, I believe it. And so that to me is. Why and we're I not like. spoiling anything because Vision was killed in a in Infinity War, which came out years ago. Right, and for little friends listening, all this is fake. This is all just movie stuff. We're all, oh my gosh! Just... <laughs> Are you worried someone's gonna really think we're talking about people dying? Maybe. I mean, I, guess. I, I am aware sometimes when people, I don't want to like temporary conversations, here, I but I do sometimes worry about nine year olds listening to the show. I don't yeah. worry about it, but I always think, like, okay, hold on. Vision is a fake person. This is all a character. Everybody's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah. I, um, I think about that a lot with that sounds fun because I know so many kids listen mm-hmm. that I'm always like, I have to, I'm talking to adults, but I right. do have to, uh, remember, like I just did a recording with a musician and he said a couple of words that like around an adult table at dinner wouldn't be like shocking. Yes, but yes. if it's around a group of people playing Tinsy, yeah. <laughs> it would be shocking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Tinsy stock shot up this week. Well, they weren't even... didn't it? 
they weren't even luckily a public we company. got in there early you and i yeah but you basically did a GameStop of tencent <laughs> there gosh to have that kind of power to have that kind of power to yes. do good for the world i'd love to um what's it called uh not peter pan i don't want to be a peter pan oh, robin hood about... oh, robin hood the world though i don't want robin... to steal from anybody but no, I know I do, yeah, the, the metaphor breaks down, but we understand what you're saying. Yes, I, thank I get you. it. You're, thank you're you a very good much. person. Um, hey, what do you have on your list? OK, so I had a couple could ask AE keep talking questions, which I thought were just fantastic and thoughtful. OK. Um, and then I want to talk about my new coffee thing that I love so much that I already okay. bought so I can talk about it without looking like I'm trying to get one. OK. And those are the big things on the list. Would you like to choose one of those or go I to would, your own list? I would like to choose... I don't drink coffee, so I'm not over-interested. So I'll go number one. <laughs> okay. Melanie Thompson, at Melanie underscore Tomp, T-H-O-M-P, wrote on February 27th. Why, I don't know why we're getting all of this. 7.13 p.m. Wow, too much. You're telling on Twitter much. for On Twitter for my iPhone, she wrote, <laughs> I really appreciate your take. She actually wrote y'all's take on food. So welcome to the South. I really appreciate y'all's take on food. Will you discuss building the perfect charcuterie board? Uh. <laughs> that hit me because I, I I read that and I thought, now that is a question I will think about a lot. So, Melanie what did Thompson, you come up with answers? Here's what I've got so far. I think there's two governing principles. <laughs> two governing principles. And you know, I just sat back. Yeah, I know. And I, I leaned could... my microphone toward me. <laughs> I'm leaning back. Relax, like, because I'm ready. I could feel the posture of the show, me stepping up to a soapbox that has been constructed and poorly considered. And so no, here we I'm go. I'm really here for it. Principle number one. You have to design the charcuterie for everybody at the table. Meaning it has to be in a circular motion? Great point. It means all things. Okay. It means you don't love nut, uh, nuts, maybe, but somebody else at the table does. Sure. You maybe don't love pears. Somebody else at the table does. Okay. There's something about when everybody sits down in front of a charcuterie board, everybody's pumped up about it. And I think it's because it's just there's such a variety of things and it's all arranged perfectly that it's everything you want right there within arm's reach. And okay. so I think part of the charcuterie design, and I realize this because Brienne does a very, very good charcuterie board, board and part of it is there's always things on it that I think I'm the only one at the table who eats it. And I love it so much because that's my favorite part of it. Okay. And so I so appreciate it. So part of it, I think, is in the design of it, we're thinking of everyone and does, and not only picking ingredients that we think people will like that give variety, mm. but also laying it out in a way that the little dried apricots aren't just on the far side. you got a little pile on far and a little pile on the close side, right? Mm -hmm. I think the second guiding principle is to design it in opposites. So for every salty, you have a sweet. Okay. For every really strong, pungent, like cheese. And do you mean they're on opposite sides of the charcuterie board or they are on opposite, um, uh, just there needs to be an opposite at the table? Are you ready to have your mind blown, Annie? Yep. Both. <laughs> I meant both. You see what I'm saying? Bless. That's too, yeah, I haven't said it in a while, but Annie, that's when you looked behind you and realized that I was, there was carrying only you. One, yeah, there was only one set of footprints there <laughs> leading to that charcuterie board. So that's what I think is for salty, like you design an opposite, so a hard thing and a soft thing. 
a really like strong cheese with a light cheese, a real salty meat with like a less saltier meat, a good like rye cracker that has a lot of taste in it with a with a more plain just piece of like soft sourdough bread. Sure. So you're designing in opposites and then you're laying it out in opposites. That's okay. as far as I've gotten. I will say I'm not great at doing the charcuterie board. I've never done a great job with it. Mm. And I think that I was coming out of the places where I haven't done a good job are because I'm basically putting things on the plate that I want and I like certain things and everybody's like, well, where are the things that I like? Well, I didn't put them on there because I think dried apricots are gross, but you like them. You don't like dried apricots? No. Why? How? I just don't like the way they taste. Wow. I'm sorry to hear that. I know. I am too. I wish I did. So charcuterie board wisdom. Give it to me because I feel like you would probably do a good job with a charcuterie board. I've got one tip. It's got to have honey on it. It's got to have honey on it. That's my only tip. Everybody, you can Google and figure out the rest. Eddie gave you his thoughts. My one thought is have honey on it. Annie, that's a decent tip, actually. (laughs) Because when you think about it. Annie? (laughs) No, because the honey covers a multitude Uh of everything I said. Uh Uh-huh. So you get it. Uh, maybe. Because, well, I mean, it just is like if the cheese is too pungent, put honey on it. Bink, that's what I'm saying. If the cracker's too boring, put honey on it. Yahtzee. Yep. You got to have honey on a charcuterie board. And I'm going to up the game and say, if you can find a local honey stand and get local honey, I never appreciated the good honey versus the honey that you get in your grocery store. No knock on the grocery store. We need to support our farmers. But if you can find a honey that was made at your farmer's market and use that for a charcuterie board, real honey is real good. Well, here's one of the one of the big tips about honey. The reason you should buy it local is the bees make it local using pollen from your region. Therefore, it helps you with the allergies where you live. That can't be true. Sorry. <laughs> I, I mean, that's it, literally that's, true. That is so brilliant. <laughs> So I've been honking flonase, and all I needed to do was take a little tablespoon of honey in the morning? I Well, I would say to you, there is probably significantly more natural remedies than you are using for the things that make you ill. But I do not think that means you need to not use flonase. Okay. I'm, I'm kind of an all or nothing. So what I hear you saying is no more flonase, uh, quite a bit of honey. Yeah, I'm saying no more medicine, only honey for the rest of your life. That's it. What could go wrong? Okay. I'm going to read you from the internet, which only tells the truth. Okay. Melanie, are you listening? Because this is for you at Melanie underscore thomp. Because you said, and I quote there. No, I can't quote you, but you said something to agree of there's no way that's true. (laughs) (laughs) And what the internet actually says is local raw honey has unique flavors that are lost when industrialized. To help with allergies, you need to have local raw honey. This will ensure that the honey has the allergens native to the area you live in. Buying local is better and not just because it reduces pollution and saves resources. Yahtzee. It literally is made by the bees in your area. Therefore, it uses the allergens in your area. So I always have local honey because it helps during allergy season. Well, Gainesville, get ready. Uh, because mm-hmm. I'm about to buy up a bunch of honey and start taking it as medicine constantly. That mm. makes so much sense. Hmm. Thank what? you. I'm. Oh, hold on. There was a smugness in that. Hmm. 
No, I no, it was, no. there was not. No, no oh. I don't. I don't have smugness in my soul. I, oh, I was Annie. like, huh? <laughs> like you didn't understand what I said? Yeah, he said, "Oh, Annie," and I was like, "Huh?" Like I was ready for the next thing you were gonna say. Like, like yes. Would you like to podcast now? Would you like to <laughs> say some words? Because you know, I'm this just is telling a- you, honey needs to be on your charcuterie board, and it needs to be local and raw, so that it not only is delicious for your friends and neighbors, it is healing. I'm in. Stop yeah. taking medicine. Only eat honey. That is medical advice from a this real episode life... brought to you by the Beekeepers Association of America. <laughs> right. By fake doctors, <laughs> people who aren't doctors. <laughs> by non-medicine. So, well, Melanie, it was a great question. And I great really question. appreciate it. Thank you for yeah. submitting it on December or on February 27th, Don't 2021. Do at 7 13 p.m. Twitter <laughs> So that's it. That was the question I had from her. Um, we have time for another one. I like okay. this. I kind of like this as a Friday rhythm. Okay, I feel like great. it's like a good palate cleanser. Sure. I don't know why. I don't know what my palate is being I'm not against from. it at all. I'm having a great time so far. Okay. Now, I haven't thought about this question. So we're both coming at it cold. I just can't believe that. No, I really haven't. Chris Viverka. Viverka. V-E-V-E-R-K-A. Mm-hmm. At Chris Viverka 13. Annie and Eddie, what is the biggest aspect of the other that you have learned from doing this show? Now, I need us to come into some agreement before we go into this, because I think we could do funny, fun answers or real answers. And I don't want to show up to a party where you're not supposed to bring a gift and everybody else brought a gift, (laughs) which is about to be what happens. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So what are you? Are you going? I'm going to go. Funny, low hanging fruit. Are you doing like. Deep into I, the soul. I don't have a funny low hanging answer. I only have a true answer, I think. Which the funny low hanging fruit answer right. is also true, but okay. no, I don't. I only have a. I only have a serious answer, maybe. Okay. Okay. Are you gonna? You go oh, first. am I going first? I mean, you don't have to. I but will. I feel like you should have the choice whether to go okay. first or whether. Okay. I would go. say I have learned that you feel more deeply than I feel, and and it's important for me in our conversations to be paying attention to that, so that. I am aware as best I can be of what you're feeling. Oh, that's a, that's a good one. Yeah. I, I don't know that I agree that I feel more deeply than you feel, but I do know that you ask a lot of good questions that both in the show and not on the show have made me realize like, oh yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking. Well, I don't that. think it's a cut to me that you feel more deeply than I do. I don't think there's a depth of feeling that is the correct depth of feeling. Hmm. It's just a difference in us. We don't have to, I do not think there is a reward for being at the bottom of the feelings. I, <laughs> yeah, I don't think yeah, that's, yeah. if that was true, I, 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 what I have learned is my health journey emotionally has continued is that my depth of feeling doesn't change. My range of feelings changes. My ability to feel more feelings, not necessarily they have to go all that deeper. And and sometimes I don't think this is you, or I would say, I think you do this. But sometimes I do think people who are more artistic and deep feelers feel like they are better than the people who don't feel as deeply. Like, Mm. oh, if people could catch up to how deeply I'm feeling this. Yes. And I just don't think that's true. I think I think we're all made really differently. The the reward an award, the trophy does not come from how deeply you feel. It's how well you understand the way you feel and how that plays into the relationships you're in. Mm. So it's yeah. important to me to really pay attention to how deeply you feel and and make sure I'm coming alongside that in a healthy way. Well, that's a good, that's a good, really good answer. So, Thank you. Uh, Chris, 
Viverka13 at. Um, I would say that the biggest thing I've learned from you from doing this show is, especially when we started uh, on in May, the 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 like our own when like, we started Annie and Eddie keep talking, talking. versus TSF. Right. For new friends, Quarantine. this show in its current format started on Annie's uh, main show, which is That Sounds Fun. And we spent time on it during the beginning of quarantine. In May, we decided to make our own show, Annie and Eddie Keep Talking. So just That's right. catch people up in case they don't know. I like it. Um, I was, I have been very impressed, not surprised, but impressed and have learned a whole lot, both by your leadership and your entrepreneurial ship. Because I've essentially... It was all like uh, funsies and podcasting before, which yeah. it was great, but I never was on a team. We never had to talk business. It was just like, hey, you want to be on a show? And I was like, cool, I'll hit, I'll turn on my microphone. Yeah. And that was from 2016 until May of 2020. Right. That's all we did was just play and fun. We just jumped on the same show. But now I'm like yeah. in your Slack channel. I'm with your team. We're organizing. We're doing quarterly meetings about how the show's, like all of the mm-hmm. things that mm-hmm. are the, when there's not a lot of that, but there's a little business that yeah. goes along with doing a show. Being in business with you, I have been impressed by your leadership instincts and your ability to lead your, lead and inspire your team well and to make excellent decisions with that team and mm. also push back. Like it's not all just fun and rainbows. There, I've yeah. seen you had to push back on some things and you do it in a way that's super honoring. People like being like working for you. People like being a part of it, but at the same time, you've got strong opinions and you've got great ideas that maybe I haven't thought about and expectations even maybe that haven't been met in a certain circumstance. And the way you communicate that in your leadership has been great and really a fun aspect of uh, watching you and getting to be led by you. And then also your entrepreneurial instincts. I mean, there's just the- Oh man, I love it. Yeah. But just from like little stuff to big stuff. And I uh, hope this isn't oversharing, but I was talking about just the things that you came up with in 2020 that seemed off the cuff, I don't know if they were or not, that have grown like like mini BFF book club. Right. I I believe, and you have said, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't want to revise your history, but that you were just looking for a way for kids that were at home to read and connect with them because there's this great thing called the internet and you were able to read a story to them and give parents a half hour. Mm -hmm. And now it has grown into a real, I mean, it's a, it's a whole thing. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a thing. Gr- growing thing that 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 is not because you are willing it to grow into existence. Is and it is because your entrepreneurial instincts of what makes a good idea is uh, is really unique and interesting to watch because it's clearly not only a good idea, but it's a it's a real good idea because it right. continues to grow. Your instincts to go like, hey, maybe we should just keep talking and do it on our own show. And then you named the show. Why don't we just name it? Keep talking. Okay, but that. But to be fair, that was like a whole meeting where we threw names back and forth for an we, hour. We did, but then you just said it, and so I'm not <laughs> saying I can't do that, and others can't do that. But what you are, what you conjure off the cuff, is is it's deceiving to think that it's off the cuff. It's coming from a really cool, interesting, fun to watch mm-hmm. entrepreneurial place, and so that's what has been that's fun funny. for me to watch. That's really kind. Thank you very much. Yeah, well, that was a good question. That was a really good question. We should do every Friday with compliment sessions for each other. <laughs> Just complimenting back and forth. What are some things? That I am are great here about for you? it. So, as always, if anybody has questions, you can yep. hashtag us on Twitter. Ask AE Keep Talking, and we may or may not answer them. But there sure. we go. I just want to yeah, make sure that people right. know that that avenue is always open, and we barely ever 
I mean, I can't speak for you. I barely ever check DMs. So if you've asked me a question on DM, the chances are- Oh, yeah. Are, I'm not on my DMs at all. That's yeah, not I've, where you want to go. I don't think I've ever seen it. So um, That makes me remember as well that something we never do that we should probably do is ask our friends on the other side, can you rate and review the show, please? <laughs> oh, look at us. 4,000 shows in. We just did a podcast thing. <laughs> Literally 83 shows in and of Annie and Eddie keep talking, mm-hmm. not to mention the 30 plus we've- already done on uh that sounds fun but if you get a chance to write and review a show it is it really means a lot that is the that is the currency of podcasting is to share the show with other people who you think are trying to set up their own charcuterie boards yes and uh helps us to be in front of faces who don't already know us it's a great point so keep sharing and thank you for doing that and keep rating and reviewing i love i do love reading the uh itunes rating like reviews and stuff right so thoughtful so funny i love them so thank you all for doing that that's good yeah. good podcasting thing look at us right. yeah look at us being real podcast we will remind you in 84 shows so that's right in another year. 84 shows we'll tell you um eddie the other thing you had on your list i think now's a good time uh talk about a coffee thing okay yeah i can't get into it because clearly i'm out of time which hurts me and because no, i feel totally out of time if my math is right you've still got we've got a good six minutes oh that's right and I feel like that's a as I can't imagine needing to talk about coffee more than six minutes. But what do I know? Well, that was judgy. I apologize. If you let me go back and be the person I wish I was, Eddie. We can talk. We are in charge of the show. We can talk as long as we want. I would like for you to talk about coffee as much as you want to talk about coffee right now. My feelings are too hurt, and now I don't want to talk about coffee. No, that was my genuine going back and being the person I wish I was. <laughs> yeah, my feelings aren't hurt. I okay, have good. to. Hold on, I have. I, I was reading a book, The Four Agreements. Don't take anything personally. It says. <gasps> oh my gosh! It says don't take anything personally. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. And now there's a whole <laughs> syllogism that leads to that statement. So it's not just like don't care about the world. Yeah. But but when it gets to that point, you're like, that's a great point. I can choose how I feel about what somebody just said. Yes. Because that's actually them filtering it through their stuff. That's okay. right. Everything someone says is a little bit about them. So about once a year, I get into a new way of making coffee. And we are in the golden age of coffee where our parents used to just have a drip coffee maker. And that was great. And I still love a good cup of Maxwell House drip coffee. So good. But so uh, mocha pot, which is an Italian way of making coffee. When we were in Italy, no big deal. um, I had this coffee, just jet setting. I had this coffee. And it was just espresso, but it was really slow roasted and uh, complex and just this excellent Italian espresso, which comes with how okay. they make their espresso, but also how they brew it, how they make the espresso beans, how they brew it. Turns out one of the ways that they brew it, not all the ways, one of the ways is this mocha pot. And so it's just a slow little pot that you've seen them a million times. You know what it looks like, even if you don't know, I'll send you a picture of it. And you just put some, it's very simple and it just makes a perfect, perfect couple of shots of espresso. Okay. And will you walk me through, when you make a shot of espresso, are you putting it in one of those very tiny coffee cups or are you mixing it with water or milk and blah, blah, blah? Like, are you drinking a very tiny little thing? I use all tiny plates and cups because it makes me feel huge. And I like that. (laughs) I like to look at my hand and think that I'm a giant. (laughs) No, you can. So espresso is just a base for a lot of different coffee drinks. So if you take espresso, for example, and do half espresso and half water, you've made an Americano. Okay, half espresso, half water, Americano. Okay. Bye. 
Brienne and Lucy are leaving and they just wave through the window. Um, so if you take espresso and add some uh, warm milk to it that isn't frothed, that's a flat white. So espresso is a building block. You can also Okay, just hold on. If it's warm milk that isn't frothed and it's, it's a, mixed with the half espresso, half water? I don't know. No, no water in this scenario. It's okay. just espresso and, uh, and, and I forget the ratio of that one. I think it's like a quarter. Maybe it's, I think it's a one to four ratio. I've got a okay. little chart. Okay. So you can make a lot of different coffee drinks by being able to make a good espresso. If you're okay. just drinking okay. espresso, typically you would take a shot of espresso and it would be served to you in one of those little tiny cups, which right. I enjoy thoroughly. Okay. I make myself an Americano. Okay. I, I'm a big Americano drinker. I like it a great deal. Whole Got big it. story of why it's called an Americano. Uh, but generally, it is espresso made in Italy during the war for Americans because the espresso <laughs> is too strong. Hence, it being Americano. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Okay. So we're going, to add, we're going to add water to this and basically make you a great cup of black coffee. That's okay. a little less intense. So all that's to say, the mocha pot. I bought the Bioletti one. That's just a brand, but you can buy a mocha pot available at Target. Takes a little bit longer. It's not super fast. It takes maybe 10, 15 minutes to get it done, but holy smokies, what a cup of coffee. And so <laughs> I am loving it, both the taste, but also it's jet fuel. One, oh, cup of, okay. one cup of it and I am ready to, well, I'm right now I'm ready to just sit with my leg elevated. But generally, I am ready to just run around the block. It is sure. a lot of caffeine and I love it. Okay. So it wasn't much of a conversation starter as much as for my coffee people out there who are looking for the next obsession. Mocha pot. Mocha pot. Available in different thing. Available in different sizes, available by different companies. It doesn't matter. It's okay. the way of brewing it that is a very slow brew of an Italian way of brewing coffee. And if propaganda, if you're listening, I would love for you to weigh in because he's a real pour over guy. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. He is a pour over guy. I've seen that on the internet. Which I also love. You should be on his poragami, but not as someone on his Friday show, but you don't drink coffee. That's I right. Would just, I would just love to see you fumble around in that. And Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. I, I mean, I would just be like, can I make my tea real quick? There would be no. Yeah. Yeah. I just, so, am not, I mean, Eddie, you know this about me. The reason I don't like coffee is, well, I used to drink it in college and after college. And then I started having, do you know this already? I don't remember. Well, first of all, let me just say real quick, I'm over talking, but people have started to point out the fact that like, oh, you shared about this already. I'm like, yeah, like we're going to loop back. I, yeah, this is real friendship. We don't remember every conversation. I'm a we thousand have. percent. You've told me this. and I'm a thousand percent. <laughs> I don't remember. So let's hear it. I had migraines when I was teaching school. Yeah. Almost every day. My doctor had me quit caffeine. Oh, yeah. And pork. I brought pork back mm, a little bit, but not caffeine in the coffee way. Yeah. And now, I mean, because when I was teaching school, I was getting up and drinking coffee in the morning, and then I was stopping at Chick-fil-A and getting a large Diet Dr. Pepper, and I was still exhausted by 2 o'clock. Yeah. And now I wake up like this. I mean, we have not been awake very long, and I am talking to you. Yeah. I wake up like this, and I do not slump in the middle of the afternoons. Like, I just don't. And so uh, I don't need it. And, and, it, and it feels like a thing that could feel addictive to me. Like I could yeah. be real into it. Yep. And that doesn't do anything for me. And so I, and I don't feel like I'm being left out of something I care about. So mm -hmm. I'm good. Yeah. Well, that's how I feel about coffee. Great. It's not like a thing you need or are missing out on. That's I right. just was curious. And that's, and that's why. And I look forward to hearing that again in maybe two months when I don't remember. <laughs>
And that is fine. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Um, all right. Well, I hope you all have a great weekend. Annie, thanks for letting me uh, talk about Mocha Pot for, what, 10 minutes? I'm Not very, even. It's fine. I wanted, I, if it matters to you, I want to hear it. I mean that. If it matters to you, I'm fine. <laughs> I know. Thank so, you. Um, all right, friends. Go wash your hands. Have a great weekend. And we'll see you back here on Tuesday. Bye, buddies. Bye.